Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends like my friend, Neely Piazza. Don't let friends feed kibble. How are you, Niels? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good, you know, <laughs> because I'm talking to you and uh, <laughs> you got all the information that our listeners like to hear. And uh Yeah. So uh, what we're going to talk about today, we don't really know, but we're just going to chat because we always come up with great stuff. Oh, Something well, always falls out. <laughs> right, right, right. So, okay. So I have a question for you. Um, okay. What would Addison disease look like? Do you know off the top of your head? No, it's an endocrine hormonal issue. Right. The only symptom this dog has is that he <laughs> doesn't like to eat. He stares at oh. his bowl and Dr. Dr. Andy had said, all right, it's probably a hiatal hernia. Let me, you know, she's had dogs like this before. Let me adjust this dog. But this pet parent decided they wanted to go to a traditional vet and the traditional vet said, oh, I think he has Addison's. And I'm like, why would you do that rather than eliminate all easy, straightforward paths? Why would you go looking for something more complicated if andy's seen it before then why would you not i mean how hard is it to go get an adjustment and it's way cheaper than going to the vet why would you not do that first right 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 so i mean if if a dog has addison disease typically you know there's a wide range of symptoms going on so they probably are going to have gastro internitis they're going to have a poor appetite which you know what this dog has a quote unquote poor appetite i mean literally you can hold out treats and and it doesn't typically like those um but when you look at the body the body does not show that this dog is not eating appropriately i would just say that okay some other um some other symptoms might be a loss of body coordination um, an inability to respond appropriately to stress. Well, that's everybody in America right now. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. And then there would be also uh, some aldo testosterone production. Um, and I don't think I'm saying that right. But anyway, it's it's a certain... Yeah. And uh, cortisol, right? It's the other major steroid um, hormone that's affected by Addison's. Um, it regulates the production of glucose, regulates metabolism. Like I said, it's a hormone imbalance and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, um, uh, any, but, any hormone disruption is gonna have, um, possible symptoms all over the, all over the page everywhere. So, vomiting diarrhea bloody stools um hair loss 
uh, dehydration, shaking, irregular heart rate, low temperature. I mean, come on. The, the, I, it fits anything you want it to fit. I mean, trust me, trying to treat animals with Cushing's or Addison uh, is not is not good. And and they will have to take replacement hormones, they say, for the rest of the dog's life. Now, if they diagnose this wrong, you don't want to be doing that. Hormones are are too they're too tricky i mean the fail safe mechanisms and the release mechanisms and the um different levels and different there's too much involved to try to measure that you can't just i don't think testing for any any of those are accurate because like we've said before i mean a blood test is one second of time one snapshot in time and hormones don't work that way and it's too i mean that would be a rabbit trail to follow for months and months and months before you could have any accurate picture the symptoms that the dog has that you come up to the bowl and you stand there and you look at it or you have to be hand fed or you're just not um you're not interested in eating those fit the hyenal hernia that that Andy was talking about. Also, if the dog regurgitates sometimes in that same manner, um, it's also a very deep chested dog. And so I'm thinking, you're thinking, Andy's thinking, let's do some um, non-evasive, non-pharmaceutical treatments first. Yeah, that's right. I mean, jump. What's it, it's not going to hurt anything. No, those aren't going to hurt anything. Those are not going to hurt anything. I would always go the conventional route first. No, you would never go the conventional route first. I'm sorry, the non-conventional. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for catching me. Boy, what is the matter with me? Somebody, somebody yank a sphincter knot in me. I mean, that is ridiculous. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness thank you so much <laughs> uh let's talk a little bit about uh you know pale gums and dogs want to you know th these are some non non-conventional things you guys can do or be aware of right if your dogs have pale gums now the gums they they should be pink or salmon color right um and and so just lift your dog's Lip up and take a look at your dog's gums when they're in good health, right? And um, we want to make sure that that your dog's in good shape. Do you brush your dog's teeth, Niels? No, but not normally, but I have sort of semi taken it up with one of them. Mm-hmm. And why might that be? Uh, she's got an issue that I'm not sure what it is, but the rest of them, I mean, if they'll let you do it, it's, it's fine. As long as you use a, you know, an appropriate or nothing, just water and brush them. Um, but you know, if you, if you do raw meaty bones properly and don't feed anything starchy or any of that stuff, that's going to turn into harder you really shouldn't need to worry about it how did you figure out that your dog had an issue with their teeth she's got bad breath 
You know what else I, what I understand about bad breath? It's not just teeth and it can be issues in the. In oh, the, it can totally be totally something else, but she's got, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what's, she has a rotten tooth. So it's, she's, it's, it's obvious. It's black. It's rotten. I'm surprised so, you hadn't taken her downstairs, opened up her mouth and just pulled that sucker out. She won't let me touch it. That's what I did with Hazel when she had flat, a slab fracture. I t- she she had bad breath, and so I took her downstairs and sat at the drain in the floor and um got the water pick out. She had some tripe stuck in between the fracture and the tooth, and I was trying to decide what to do. So I got the water pick out, and she let me do it and flushed it out. And it I was like, well, this is silly. So I went and got the tweezers and grabbed hold of it and just kind of held on to it. And she moved her head and came wow. out. And she's... That was, I don't know, four or five years ago. Now, we're not suggesting, folks, that you go out and get the, you know, tweezers and yank your dog's teeth out because we do got to take it out <laughs> properly. All right. Well, but- this was just a, this was just a slab fracture. It wasn't our whole tooth. It was just, and it was a, it was not, it, you know, it was just the very slim, uh, thin sliver. It didn't, it didn't um, go through the middle of the tooth or expose a nerve or have any of the pulp exposed or anything like that it was just a little outside sliver of the enamel and um so it was lucky that way i mean if it's cracked and it's in the middle of the tooth and it's got anything exposed it's horribly painful and yeah you that's a that's something you have to have vet take care of because there's no way to fix that but my situation was not like that a water pick on dogs great idea well, if they'll let you do it. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't sure she'd let me, but she did. That's cool. That's cool. Water picks are good. So you guys really, I mean, we do want to take notice of your dog's gum. So um, uh, there, there are some reasons why your dog might have pale gums. Okay. But let's get a baseline first, right? We want to get baseline first. Uh, and and look and see what it looks like, you know, how pink it is. But here what are some, normal would be. Right, what normal is. But here are some reasons for pale gums. So anemia, right? Anemia can be an issue. Um, so your dog may have a low level of red blood cells. Maybe you're noticing your dog is weak or they're tired. They may have difficulty breathing. Uh, maybe there's weight loss. So maybe the dog is anemic rough head dog shouldn't be right right there should be quite a bit of iron in that there's all types of trash and crap in in kibble and even the so-called premium kibble but uh that yeah it's usually more an indicator of something uh more acute and serious like shock or trauma or serious blood loss or um, you know, some sort of massive physiological issue. So it's usually more acute heat strokes, uh, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Heat strokes. Um, so we have to be careful about that. And in that case, you know, probably medical emergency treatment is going to be required. Um, but there's some other things that people, now, I hesitate to say this because people get really freaked out about parasites. 
lice will do that too like if you have uh lice with with goats or something like that but you, you know if you have if you have an overload of parasites they can that can cause anemia which would cause that um but along with that comes um severe lethargy and weakness and again it's not like it's more sudden uh properly fed dog with a um decent functioning detox system shouldn't really have shouldn't really have a, a parasite issue what would you advise if you thought that your dog had roundworms hookworms tapeworms what would you give them you have to support the entire system right so you have to stop all the pharmaceutical intervention all the toxic um um inputs that you possibly can be on a proper diet and then you can do, there's herbal, herbal things you can do. There's homeopathic things you can do. You can do ground pumpkin seed. That's the most common one. Ground pumpkin seed and uh, diatomaceous earth. Um, uh, homeopathic sina you can do. Um, and then there's some herbal ones, but you have to be, you have to be more careful with the herbal ones because they can be incredibly incredibly strong so to be careful with that some degree of parasites is normal but um if you're overrun with them or overloaded with them it's just a sign that the system's not functioning properly and there may be dogs that you have to do some sort of for lack of other options or time or whatever you may have to start with the pharmaceutical and these are not problems that I ever have. So no, but other people do. And that's what you're there for to help <clears throat> other people. But this whole parasite thing, which is something that, that uh, Thomas Cowan talks about and probably Amanda Vollmer, we're going to try to get them on the podcast to talk a little bit more about those. Um, because, you know, he does say that, um, like you say, there, there's a certain amount of parasites that are in all of us. But when they're talking about human beings, they're also talking about, and I've not studied this too much yet, about that some cancers are the cause of parasites. Well, this is a Dr. Merritt and Dr. Artis thing. And what they're saying, and there are some cancer researchers, or not cancer researchers, but um, more parasitologists that Dr. Merritt says has been saying this for years, that um, <clears throat> what you see as tumors are actually parasite, I forget what you call them, but like sacs. And it's not, not like the normal, like what you would think of as a worm or a bug or something like that. They're more microscopic and they're, they're like egg sacs. But according to them, there's, um, a lot of, a lot of, people that have found that and treated it as such and have been cancer free after that. So I'm sure there's some validity to it, but I think cancer has been one of those things that has kind of turned into a catch all thing. And there can be all kinds of different, you know, Dr. Cowan will say that it's a, like a trash can that your body is filling up because it has nowhere else to put it and removing the 
tumor doesn't stop the production of trash basically is the easiest way to look at it so i don't think he's quite as sold on the um parasite um paradigm as dr Merritt and dr artists are but i'm sure there's i'm sure there's truth to it if not quite a bit of truth to it but i wonder um, how you get your i wonder how you get your body to take out the trash appropriately well, it's like what I always say, you have to you have to stop the toxic input, which means you have to eat the right food, don't eat trash, don't eat junk food. Um, you know, laundry soap, cleaners, body soap, cosmetics, water, food additives, preservatives, all that all that kind of stuff, air quality, any kind of outdoor chemicals anything like that that your body's having to deal with it has to put it somewhere if it can't get rid of it it's all a matter of keeping all the systems functioning properly and they all work together i mean everything is connected right now the other thing is heavy heavy metal toxicity heavy metal toxicity um you know if dogs they say if they eat pennies or nails. Now, how many dogs are going to eat pennies or nails? I mean, but even if they ate one penny or one nail, would that be enough heavy metal toxicity to cause their um, gums to go, to go? I mean. Depends on if they pass it or. I don't know. We had a dog a long time ago that it kept getting sick or something and. Finally, they x-rayed its gut and it had a bolt in its gut. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and apparently it had been there a while. So. Did you go take the bolt out? Well, it wasn't my dog. It was a boarding dog. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Wow. <laughs> so it, yeah, they couldn't figure out why he was having all these issues. And yeah, he ate a bolt. So it happens. <laughs> So, you know what, it, it talks about uh, heavy metals like zinc, right, can reduce red blood cells and lead to anemia and pale gums. Now, that leads me to the question that people are always like, my dog, you know, Dr. Google says that my breed can be low in zinc, so I'm going to give it zinc and magnesium. And I'm like, this is one of the reasons you don't want to be doing things like that. Well, you don't want to do any, you don't want to do that anyway. You need to find if... If you if you want to supplement for, first of all, minerals and vitamins and any kind of food stuff does not work in isolation. Nutrients do not work in isolation, period. So, you know, if you increase the level of one thing, you're throwing the level of other things completely out of whack, too. But you definitely do not want to give a supplement for that because all the different forms are are different in absorbability and usability and all that and can you know, stop the absorption or the action of other things. And so if you feel like you're low in zinc, go buy some muscles and see how long you want to do that. Cause that gets really expensive. But again, if you're, you know, if you're feeding, if you're feeding real meat and bones and rotating, well, and organs too, but and rotating your proteins and all that, like you're supposed to be doing, you're not going to have those kinds of problems. Nope, you're not. 
So some of the things that you guys can do in order to help make sure that, you know, you don't have these problems like um, heavy metal toxicity or, or um, you know, uh, kidney disease or anemia. Well, first thing you want to do is to improve your dog's nutrition. That means you need to get them on a whole food diet, right? You're going to improve the red blood cell production by feeding a species appropriate diet and rotating them. Also hydration, right? That's a huge issue um, in, in your dog in preventing pale gums is making sure they are hydrated. If you're feeding kibble, there is no possible way. You cannot add water to it. There's no possible way that your dog is going to have the hydration level needed to be in optimal health. You know, I, I wonder about these dogs, Neely, who eat kibble and then they're, they go out and are, you know, running with their owners or running beside the bike, or maybe they're out doing field work. I can't imagine um, how dehydrated those dogs must be. There's no way that they can't be dehydrated. Yeah, all kibble dogs are in some state of dehydration. Yeah. Now, the the raw diet is high, high, high in moisture. High in moisture. This is, you know, we try to replicate what they do in the wild. Now, in the wild, they're going to be getting the blood and the other, you know, liquids that are coming out of the body. Um, there are some other things that you can add, let's say, to to um, the raw diet. If you want, do a bone broth. Do you just do bone broth because it's good for your dogs as an extra thing? Uh, or do you only do it if you've got an issue going on at home? Well, I don't do it just for an issue, but um, it's good for all kinds of things. Um, but collagen is... If you're low on collagen, you're going to have issues everywhere because it's basically the main building protein throughout the body. So you're going to have gut issues. You're going to have muscle issues. You're going to have joint issues. You're going to have tendon issues. You're going to have skin issues. You're going to have issues all over. So in any, any animal as it ages slows down that production so adding that back in diet wise is um always a good idea i've noticed though most bone broths that you buy well all of them that i've ever bought pre-made they're liquid they're runny they're not thick and gelatinous so how does that help the whole thing about bone broth, if you're just using, if you're just using hard bones, you're, all you're doing is sucking minerals out. You have to use something that has cartilage and is um, collagen rich, like chicken or duck feet or, um, you know, things like that. That's the way I do it is just marrow bones and duck feet. And it should be it should be like jello not like not necessarily like super hard or anything like that but it should be at least the consistency of jam or jelly and you give that jam or jelly to your to your dogs yeah 
and you can add it to their food. Yeah. It's just so, food. Yeah. So I, I was looking at some um, recipes for it and it says three pounds of chicken feet or other animal feet, uh, four tablespoons of raw apple cider vinegar and two tablespoons of mineral sea salt. And that's it. And and you just put these chicken feet in a crock pot. You cover with water uh, with one or two inches. You add those, uh, you know, that vinegar and that salt. Um, cover the lid. Cook it on low for 24 hours. Uh, you strain out the bones. And then voila, there you go. You got it. Yeah, that's easy. I just, I went and bought a cheap crock pot, put it in the garage, and my bone broth is just um, three or four marrow bones and then pound, pound and a half fish of duck feet and probably five to six tablespoons of raw prosado vinegar and turn it on low for 24 hours and fish the bones out and there you go. So instead of buying things that have collagen, right? So there's a lot of things on the market that you that say collagen, like collagen powder and that sort of thing. Would wouldn't this be great for people too? I mean, the problem I have with that, and I've actually tried it, and it's supposedly supposed to be really clean, good ones. But every time I use collagen powder. My fingers hurt so bad I can't hardly bend them after for a day or so after that. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but if you think about it, it's um it's an generally those things are an isolated substance, an isolated nutrient, an isolated protein, right? Then mm-hmm. nothing in nutrition works that way. So. But yes, I mean it is good for people, but it should be in an in a natural form, like like a bone broth. And I would I would recommend making it yourself. For one, if you buy it, it's like ridiculously expensive. So do you eat the the gelatin type collagen that I make? Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I've been thinking maybe I should. Well, why wouldn't you though? There's no reason not to. I just never have. So it says that, you know, it it will strengthen your hair, your nails, your teeth, uh, give you pain-free joints. Um, So this would be um, a good test, right? If if the other that you bought made your joints hurt. Well, that was the supplement. That was the collagen supplement. Right. And I have have had, um, you know, store-bought, bone broth but it's like 10 bucks for a little tiny thing that you get like two cups in that's not for a person i don't think that's enough to make any difference so you're saying for us humans we could drink it when it's warm and 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 not solid and or just use it just use it and use it in something you don't have to take it by itself you can um you know if you're sauteing vegetables or something um Add it to that, or if you're making gravy, add it to that, or if you're making soup, make it with that as a base, or you know. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll try that. I'll try that. You know, it, it says it heals, heals leaky gut syndrome. So yep. um, for a lot of the dogs that have that leaky gut syndrome, which appears to be like, I'm allergic to everything in the world. Um, I would say do this. And I wonder how long you would have to do this in order to heal leaky gut. Uh, it depends on the dog, but I tell all my, I, I tell everybody that I talk to, to do bone broth. <clears throat> the vast majority of people I talk to that have, that say they have allergies or whatever, um, gastrointestinal problems, bone broth's always on the list. If you have questions for Neely Piazza, who is now going through even more homeopathic courses, I mean, there are ways to keep your dog healthy and happy without doing pharmaceuticals. Yes, there are some instances where you may need to use those, but um, few and far between. Yeah, yes, they are few far between. But uh, Neely Piazza can help you with figuring out what's going on with your dog, whether that is your dog's not eating, your dog's, uh, you know, got loose stools. Um, you want to help heal the gut. What can you do outside of pharmaceuticals to help your dog uh, with the itchies, right? There's so many different things. And a lot of times it's just, cleaning up the diet right cleaning up the diet making sure that we don't have things in there the one things you know pet parents constantly forget are the treats right mm -hmm. you and i were both on the door bees thing the other night mm -hmm. and uh talking about SIBO you know small intestinal bacterial overgrowth right and so mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a lot of people that use the wrong probiotics for that they are using sugar based probiotics there's a lot of cheap probiotics out there on the market so call neely uh you can find her in my experts section in the um learning center want to get in and get a consult with her it's cheaper to do a consult than it is to keep doing something that's going to make your dog sicker and then they're going to just keep adding tests. And I mean, I, I don't know how you can't get out of a vet's office, you know, under $3,000, it seems like anymore. Goodness. Right. It's crazy. So yeah. uh, I, I think a consult with Neely Piazza would be well worth your time and money. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, tell all your friends to come over and listen to the Raw Dog Food Truth. Get your sweatshirts. Get your sweatshirts. Neely, you have a sweatshirt. I do. You need to send me a picture with you and your sweatshirt <laughs> so I can post okay. it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they're soft, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. People are like, what does your shirt say? It says, friends, don't let friends feed friends kibble. Friends feed kibble. That's what it says. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.
Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Woo! <laughs>